Welcome to the Italian Legal Whisperer podcast, hosted by attorney Michele Capecchi. This podcast is a new endeavor created by the international yet Italian law firm Capecchi Legal, specializing in global mobility, real estate, Italian citizenship, and helping people move their life, business, and family to Italy. And here's our host, the Italian legal whisperer, Michele Capecchi. Buongiorno, buongiorno, good morning everyone. Here it is again, another episode of the Italian Legal Whisperer. It's Michele Capecchi and here with us we have... Monica Sharp, buongiorno. Buongiorno, how are you Monica? I'm great, thanks, how are you? Very good, it's another great episode where we keep on talking. I'm going straight to the point. I'm not having... Let's go there. We are not wasting time with like chatting about weather or why people are so excited about this podcast. We go straight to the point. We are talking about... Italian citizenship by descent. I love this topic. It's something that is filling our days so much with so many inquiries, so many people that keep on knocking at our door. Such interest. Everybody is interested and wants to know more about this. I get stopped and asked about it at least once a week. If you want to know why people are so interested in countless benefits of getting Italian citizenship and why you should call us today, we definitely advise you to listen to the previous episode, which is episode 11 of our podcast, where we have a very preliminary review of Every information you need to collect if you want to pay in and work with us in order to apply for Italian citizenship. But today's we get into like one step ahead where we've reviewed what are different ways of applying through the Comune, through the consulate, the 1948 exception for women set of a family. Now we're entering to reviewing of documentation, Monica. Yes, and today we're going to talk about what are the Italian evidentiary requirements in order to successfully process a case for Italian citizenship by descent. So there are two types of documents Mm -hmm. that are required for these cases. The first type, which we're going to talk about first because it's very important, it establishes the foundation for your case, Mm -hmm. are the naturalization records, the citizenship records of the Italian who emigrated from Italy however many years ago. And then we'll go into a little bit about the vital records, the certificates of birth, marriage, and death for each Italian in the direct line of descent and the spouses who married them. I like it. I like this agenda. So we can definitely start with naturalization document. We already clarified in another episode where we're repeating because I think it's important that when a person coming from Italy decided to become a national of another country, become a U.S. citizen or a Canadian citizen, they had to pass through a process, a process, uh, documents to be filled out in order to naturalize. Naturalization is the process that at the end of which a person obtained the citizenship of the country where the person wants to stay. Back at the time and until 1992, Italy didn't allow dual citizenship. So if you are obtaining, let's say, an American citizenship, you are forced to lose your Italian citizenship. What happened is that this process of naturalization to become, let's say, a U.S. citizen didn't take place in one day. It's a process that people could only start after numbers of years of presence in the American territory and required a collection of several documents. There is a petition, there is a declaration of intention, then there is a review with witnesses. So it was a process that could easily take two or three years Mm -hmm. to these people. And at the end of which, if the process was successful, the person would have been called to provide an oath of allegiance. In a court, in a U.S. courthouse, in which they would be recognized by a U.S. judge 
Congratulations. You are now a U.S. citizen. Yes. At that point, at the end of this process, was provided a certificate of naturalization. Mm-hmm. That is the document that we need to obtain. So very often people come to us and say, well, I obtained copies of their petition or we obtain copies of the Oath of Allegiance mm-hmm. we obtain from the National Archives right. known as NARA the equivalent of with beautiful red ribbon document mm-hmm. showing that the person completed the process of becoming a US citizen with Oath of Allegiance and said is that enough NARA cannot provide the certificate of naturalization the USCIS the US Department of Homeland Security is the only federal agency that is authorized to issue certified copies of certificates of naturalization Now you're talking about what happened mm-hmm. after 1906 because Correct. like you know the 6 is when the process to become a US citizen became a federal matter Right and, and prior to that people could have become US citizens in a county courthouse in a state courthouse maybe mm-hmm. in some federal district courthouse but in 1906 they started making it a mm-hmm. uniform process. Now, we're talking about United States, but try to imagine the millions of Italians that at the beginning of the previous century, at the beginning of the 19th century, migrated to Brazil, mm-hmm. to Argentina, Argentina, to Peru, Australia. to like, Australia, to in so many countries. And in expecting, even from the perspective of the Italian authorities, to know what are the process of the documentation that needed to be filled out at the time is almost impossible because the laws changed every year it could differ from year to year in those countries as we saw in the US Correct. change and that's the reason why one of the biggest problem we've faced recently in jurisdictions like in a comune like in Florence but in the countries in other smaller comuni even in north of Italy but we can bring you several examples of what this situation people arriving with the whole beautiful documentation what they coming, believed was a complete, complete set of documentation and they didn't have the USCIS certificate of naturalization and the process was blocked and put on hold until mm-hmm. these people have provided the certificate of naturalization provided by USCIS mm-hmm. assuming again that that document existed because after 1906 was um, a federal document provided so this is a big caveat that we have to give to our clients don't think that because we have collected everything from a nada perspective so we have oath of allegiance document even if it's certified as authentic we are done we are almost done but as you said is like taking the driving exam mm-hmm. what was your example oh no i was just saying before we started recording it's like if you take a driver's test and you pass the test but you don't ever get the license and you get pulled over by a cop and you say oh but here's the proof that i passed my driver's exam and they say no that's not the final documents the certificate of nat- naturalization is considered to be the last step in that process that the Italian authorities need to see to verify naturalization. Now, we are facing the fact that obtaining this certificate of naturalization can take months. It definitely can. There's a backlog in the US with the USCIS right now, but it has to be done. So, that's the reason why at the beginning of this episode we say we start immediately when we work on a new cases, we tell our clients let's start from day one. the process of obtaining the file index if we don't have any evidence of when naturalization took place mm-hmm. or if we have found online through the help of our legal team incredible legal team that help us in collecting these documents if we find the documents to prove when the naturalization took place let's file an application to obtain that document mm-hmm. it can easily take 6 to 8 months mm-hmm. to have that document so yep. we tell our clients don't get discouraged if it takes longer we're not going to wait like flipping our fingers waiting for the document to be provided because we have several other documents that need to be 
collected. And we know it takes a long time to get those documents, so we always urge our clients to make those requests early. Also, I want to say too, the key number on the certificate of naturalization, which is also found on the oath of allegiance,、mm-hmm. which is page two of the petition to naturalize, there's something called a C file number. Correct. And if you can find the C file number, or your competent Italian legal team can locate that number for you, you can take months and months and months off your wait time with the USCIS, because the C file number is the record locator number for that certificate of naturalization, and you can request it immediately without a preceding search. That's very good information to remind to our clients or listeners. So let's say people can start working with us. They retain us for helping them. We have our preliminary meeting with them. We tell them the way we work, the way we structure our collaboration, the online portal where all the files will be uploaded. So we start working together. One of the first document we are requesting them, we are helping them to obtain, is a certificate of naturalization.、Mm-hmm. That is a key document because that is when we want to be sure, beyond reasonable doubt, when the naturalization got completed, and、mm-hmm. therefore, if the process was completed before or after the birth. Of an exit line、mm-hmm. of the children, so that's the reason why it's so important to have the date of naturalization and to have the certificate of naturalization to be sure that the line of blood was not interrupted before the birth of the child. While we're doing this collection of a document, we are not again flipping our fingers while we move ahead with the collection of all the other documents. So we're talking about Italian documents where we have directly responsible for the collection. We collect all those in country. So don't hire. A, an Italian genealogist, per se, if we are working with us, because will be part of our job that is included in our flat fees that we we apply for what would need to be done for finding the Italian documents.、Mm-hmm. We will help you if they exist. We will find them. Very likely that we'll find them because we have incredible people helping us to obtain this document from all those small communi. Obviously, we need to have help. On the side of the client, because it's not that we can start looking like how do you say a needle in a, a needle a, in a, a haystack. haystack. We're talking about、difficult. more than four or five thousand comuni where the person could have born, and this person, the Italian member of a family, I'm talking about, and we don't have yet a digitized national archive where if I put a name and a last name, it comes out the birth certificate. We need to know the name of a comune. Where we believe that a person was born, because we have to go. And now we do it remotely, but before we had to go personally there to open these huge、uh, Harry Potter style books <laughs> to try to find handwritten information about when the person was born and what date, or name of parents, and、mm-hmm. so on. Now we can do it, but again with the collaboration of the client, they tell us. We believe the person was born there. We can check the document. If we find the Italian documents, again we have resolved the second. Biggest problems most of the time regarding the collection of the document. I'd like to go back really quick,、yeah. Michele, just to the certificate of naturalization to cover the negative result. What if the family、hmm. believes or knows that the ancestor never naturalized? That's the beautiful news. The beautiful news it means that that Mario, <laughs> the Italian-born member of a family who arrived in the United States, never relinquished his Italian citizenship, or maybe his wife, maybe Mario, renounced his Italian citizenship, but the wife. Maria never announced her Italian citizenship because she thought she didn't need to do that. Maybe she was traveling back and forth with Italy and needed to bring with her Italian passport. If that's the case, the same entity that provides the certificate of naturalization, which is again the USCIS, United States Service for Immigration and Citizenship, will provide a 
a certificate of non-existence of documents is called uh, as an acronym CONE, mm -hmm. CONE or CONE, that stands for Certificate of Non-Existence. And is again, is a document that confirms that in their archives, there is no evidence that that person ever renounced his Italian citizenship. Because the CONE and the certificates provided by the federal agency that deals with citizenship submitted and completed starting from 1906, we also have to go sometime locally in the different district court or labor court or whatever the naturalization was completed before 1906, so on a state level, to find other documents to complete this certificate. So then certificate of non-existence provided by USCIS is a key element to prove that after 1906, the person never naturalized. If we have reasons to believe that the person could have naturalized before that date, we need to go also in local courts or in local office archives to be sure that the person didn't complete the process in a local office, let's say local court. Mm -hmm. When we have local certificates and federal certificates confirming that Mario or Maria, his wife, never completed the process of naturalization, we have completed our task of proving beyond reasonable doubt that that person never renounced to his Italian citizenship. And that's the foundation yeah. for the case. So for people who are listening, there's two possibilities here. When you're creating your case, your ancestor either has mm -hmm. a certificate of naturalization, the actual copy of the certificate that we obtain, you obtain from the USCIS, or you do a search, there's a negative search result, and they get a certificate of non-existence. And you get either one of those documents apostilled. And, and they're that both essential. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about another aspect. You use the word apostille. Yes. The apostille is one of those big subjects we cover starting from day one of our collaboration with our clients. And we repeat a mantra. Every single document that comes from United States that will have to be submitted with a consulate, with a comune, or in court, in case of 1948 cases, must be apostilled. Mm -hmm. The apostille is a certificate of authenticity, kind of a notary certificate, that is provided, generally speaking, by the Secretary of State of the state where the document was generated. I'm speaking of United States. In Canada, doesn't exist an apostille, and every document that needs to be certified as authentic must pass through legalization provided by the Italian consulate. But at the end of the day, having a true copy, a real copy, embossed copy with beautiful wet signature of an officer is not sufficient mm -hmm. to use it internationally, to use it either with a consulate, with a comune, or in court. Every document must be legalized with this process of apostille. And if our listeners have never completed a legal process abroad before, it's very likely they're hearing this word for the first time. This happens with our clients because if you've never had to use it, you don't understand this process, but it occurs daily all over the world. Apostille is spelled A-P-O-S-T-I-L-L-E, apostille. And again, it's just an extra page that is attached physically to your birth certificate of marriage certificate of that certificate coming from US or from Australia or UK, that are all states where apostille is actually used, that certifies at the eyes of Italian authority that that document is an authentic document. So the Italian authorities, consulate, comune or court will not take into consideration any certificate 
that is not legalized through the apostille or passing through the legalization system used at the Italian consulate. Again, I'm speaking mainly of Canada as one of the places where we don't have the apostille system in place. You know, countries that require the apostille are not required to accept any document that hasn't been apostille because the apostille proves it's authentic, meaning it's not counterfeit. It's not a fake. This is an actual document that proves this information. So we are talking about application that gets to be submitted at the Italian consulates, we suggest to apostille everything because there are situations where some consulates are willing to accept everything apostille beside the certificate of naturalization that according to some bilateral agreements between Italian consulates and U.S. authorities can be provided as it is, just including the yellow envelope that is provided by USCIS. Our suggestion is that given that it's very hard as we speak to obtain an appointment with the Italian consulate and given that very often this application will be returned as an application that we have to file in court, for different reasons, when we are collecting, when you are collecting, we are helping our clients to collect documents pertaining to the naturalization, again, we suggest them to get them apostille as we do with all the other documents. Great. So that covers naturalization. Let's just shift focus for a second and talk about vital records. So the vital records of every Italian descendant in the direct line of descent and each spouse that married into... Mm-hmm that line. With few exceptions, we have to obtain the vital record for each of these people. What is a vital record? A record is birth certificate, marriage certificate, and death certificate. And in case of divorce, if there is also divorces that could have determined the change of names of a person, also divorce certificates. Adoption decrees? Adoption decrees. And legal name changes? Absolutely. Our goal, this Monica, is very important to clarify. The reason why we need all these documents is that in order to prove that the person who is now applying to obtain Italian citizenship is the direct descent of an Italian-born member of a family. This is a very documentary process where the only way, legally speaking, to prove it is not, again, through pictures or articles, newspapers. Or DNA anything. tests? DNA tests. No? <laughs> we need to prove through each birth certificate bear the name of the parents. Each marriage certificate bear the name of the parties who got married. So we need to show that there is a very perfect matching of names and last names from one document to the following one to prove that Andrew, that is now applying for citizenship, who is the son of a father and a mother, those parents' names in the marriage certificate, in the birth certificate, are matching with information provided in the birth certificate of their child. Mm-hmm. Having discrepancies back at the time, where again, we're talking about documents coming from the beginning of the past century, was extremely common. People used to change name. People arrived from Italy with names that were anglicized from Francesco Absolutely. to Frank, from Giovanni to John. So it was very... Sometimes people were illiterate, were not able to read what they were saying to the officer at the immigration office in the United States. So they were just spelling their name or saying their name. And the name was written in uh, U.S. documents as the officer were able to understand. But what is the controlling document today for the true version of that name? We need to go back to the Italian birth certificate of the Italian member of the family. Okay. So... Regardless of the fact that a person, a family, called themselves Napoli for the entire life, but it came out that the Italian member of a family was De Napoli or Di Napoli, or De Napoli <laughs> that extra two letters that all of a sudden disappeared from the certificates of birth or marriage certificate of the family is a discrepancy that will not be accepted by the Italian authorities unless we prove how 
Mario De Napoli arrived mm-hmm. from, I don't know, from Naples maybe or from mm-hmm. Calabria at some point of his life, all of a sudden started being called Napoli. Now we have De Napoli and Napoli are almost the same thing. We are aware of that at the eyes of Italian authority. Any discrepancies in names could be a problem that could block the mm-hmm. possibility to that family to be recognized as an Italian citizen. Can you tell us for a second about a recent client that we had who had an issue with his vital records in a local application, what they took issue with? This is amazing. That's very, that goes beyond what we would have expected. It but is. again, that shows why some people think that we are very meticulous. I think that we are not sometimes sufficiently meticulous because there are cases like this that can obviously create problems. So our client had a beautiful birth certificate. His birth certificate is a person born in the early 80s, 1980s, so it's like very recent birth certificate, where the name of a mother was spelled with a middle name only with her initial. So it was name, middle name with initial, and then last name of the mother. However, the marriage certificate of this applicant's parents, so the mother married with the father, her name was spelled with name, middle name, and last name with a middle name fully registered, not only with initial. Spelled out. Spelled out. The vital record of the Comune with these people applied said, we cannot register your birth certificate because the way that the name of your mother was spelled in a marriage certificate doesn't match with the way that your mom's name in your birth certificate is spelled. So we had to correct the birth certificate of our client in order to match perfectly with the birth with the marriage certificate of the parents. This seems like, oh my God, so many people will start now freaking out saying, Why oh my are they God. so picky? Why? Or was it, oh my God, it's, it's not unfair, but it's obvious <laughs> when they say, <laughs> it's obvious we're the same person. It's obvious. We agree from empathy point of view, we completely agree with you. We're dealing with as we often say, very generous system that allows you to acquire Italian citizenship even if we have to go back 150 years, but at the same time is very precise in terms of the document that need to be used. So it is even in small discrepancies, don't underestimate it. Bring to our attention, if you are aware of any discrepancy in names, middle names, last names, because very often, I have to tell you, we have a solution. Absolutely. Don't think that if you notice a discrepancy in a name... To just ignore it, because or, the authorities will not just ignore it. Or think that, oh my God, there is a discrepancy, therefore I'm I out. have no case. We very often, we find a way to resolve the problem. Mm-hmm. So, But we have to think about it, and we do it very early in the early stage That's of right. our assessment where our clients. And we obviously ask the comprehension and collaboration of our clients not to freak out or not to feel themselves uh, frustrated too much because they have to fix small things. Obviously, mm-hmm. then there are situations where fixing some things is not legally possible, mm-hmm. especially in America. There are some yep. certificates that in some It varies by state. Yes, in different states do not allow the correction of those documents. If that's the case, obviously, we are not rejecting the client. We are simply telling to them, let's try to be as much precise as possible. Let's try to avoid any possible conflict of information that we are sharing with the authorities. If then, obviously, we cannot resolve every single detail things, let's try anyway to do it. Let's try as much as we can. We want to help clients mitigate risk. Absolutely. Yeah. So document-wise, I think that we have covered a lot. I don't know if there is anything else. That I think to so be... too. I know that the process can seem long and bureaucratic, but that's why we're here to always help people and advise them regarding what looks correct, what needs to be corrected, where we think Italian authorities might push back. 
We really want to help our clients file the case with the best chances of success possible. Which is obviously what happens, generally speaking. Absolutely, so <laughs> absolutely. Keep on following us because this is not the end of our episodes on citizenship. We have so much more to talk about if you are listening to us on our platforms. So. You can find us now on Amazon, Audible, Spotify, and iTunes, as well as capekilegal.com backslash podcast. And stay tuned, stay focused, because we're going to have so much more to share with you in incoming episodes. Grazie. Ciao. Arrivederci. If you are ready to make your Italian dream come true, feel free to peruse the articles on Michele Capecchi's website, or you can contact him directly by visiting capecchilegal.com. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal advice. You should always seek professional legal advice before taking actions based on the information provided. Stay tuned for more episodes and visit capecchilegal.com slash podcasts for the full list of episodes.